Man, I don't listen to what people say Cause you talk a lot don't really mean you know the way Out here on my grind cause I'm trying to elevate Get up in the morning, hit the ground and meditate Ready for my day, got a plan, I don't need to wait Mind clear, energy, and I'm feeling great It's a good life, it could be another way To me it's everything, never just another day Nah Welcome to the No Titles Necessary Podcast. You already know it's your boy, Demerit, focused and revolutionary. And it's your girl, hot, tidy, actress, model, model, coach, and fashion extraordinaire, honey. Where we talk from the streets to politics. And from the bed to the boardroom. Ooh. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. What's going on, hot, tidy? Uh, ain't that much going on, brother. How you doing today? Um, focused. I'm, I'm feeling real focused and determined today like i feel like i'm on a mission i got you know that purpose thing you was talking about last episode oh I, snap so you said i rubbed off on you or whatever and you already know <laughs> you got the juice you got the juice so what's I going on with you you know i'm doing okay i'm actually doing good i ain't catch no cases i i ain't run i ain't run nobody off the road you know i ain't one of my cheering today so I, I'm, I'm doing great you know now you know, I'm a little bloated. You could put me up as one of them little sexy-ass balloons at your next party and shit. But other than that, I'm good. You mean the pinata that we could hit? Oh, hell no. We ain't doing that now. Oh, okay, I'll just say my bad. Okay. I'm okay. If you're going to be that, then I'm going to be the pinata that hit your ass back. Okay. How about that? <laughs> Listen, I know a lot of you all out there may be wondering this chemistry we got. How did Demerit and Hot Toddy meet? Can, can we enlighten the people? You know... I was sitting here thinking to myself, when did we meet? Like, what year was that? I remember where. I just don't remember what year that was. I think it was 2012. No, uh, nah. Because I was pregnant during the show. So it right. had to be 2015 or the end of 2014. Because remember, I was about four months pregnant when we Correct. did the show. Correct, correct. Four or five months because I was still sick and stuff. And the show we're talking about is a stage play. Uh, Hot Toddy and myself are actors in the stage play and in the film realm. And we met with my... My Soul is Bleeding with Shantiria. Yeah, yeah, Shantiria Griglin. Yeah, shout out to Shantiria. The Productions. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Shantiria. Yes, yeah, so we met there and he was a pompous a-hole. What? And I was a sassy-ass grandma. You saw how one way that was? That was just one. She just first of all, she was pregnant and she couldn't remember what she did five minutes ago. So, Whatever. That's what we're gonna go with that. <laughs> Whatever. So, okay. I had pregnant, pregnant brain, Ooh. but it and not during the show. It was weird because during when I have adrenaline, everything comes back. But when I was in rehearsal, I was the worst. I couldn't remember I nothing. Remember I would I take thing. bathroom breaks to cry. Do you remember the time? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, so um, we did meet in the theater world. We actually met in the theater world, and then we began to blossom into the film world mm -hmm. as well. So we know each other pretty good. We've done a couple of other projects. Uh, Zone 911. Well, and we had affiliations with other companies where we weren't actually right. working together but we actually work with the same producers or you know and we were at the same event so but i think we always stayed in contact like we was kendrick spirit so it yeah. was kind of just staying in contact and then you know once uh teach his own came up what? yeah that that just kind of cemented everything like you know this was meant to happen perfect yeah, time it so was meant to happen i mean this is where eight pieces come in actually <laughs> 
Segue into that so y'all already know the title of today's episode is... Eight Pieces. Eight Pieces. Look, it's a crazy story. It is. It's a crazy story. It actually just recently happened, but <laughs> what you're going to get out of that story when Tardy gets to getting into it, like, bananas. For real. Like, it was, it was, it was actually, it, it happened by accident. Mm-hmm. So... Uh-huh. What is it, an aha moment? It was an aha moment. It was so aha uh-huh. that I'm actually usually speechless. And this time, I wasn't. But before we get into that eight pieces, okay, we have to... Oh, we got to get in our first segment. Hi. Well, man, we started getting into it. Like, look, we can't, we, we can't get into it right now. We, look, we, you see we're excited to get into eight pieces, we which, are, is, which is cool. But before we do, we're going to go ahead and get into our first segment. As you know... Talk yo Yo shit. shit. (laughs) Tell them what talk your shit about, Toddy. Talk your shit is when you big up a business, a black business in the community or a black entrepreneur who is doing something in the community and even just someone who's just doing the damn thing and they're really making it work for themselves. So we want to big up these small companies, big up big companies, big up black companies in our community. And that's what we're here to do. Talk shit about the good things people are doing instead of always talking about the bad shit. And and that's the good thing about this. Like it gets to change our mentality where we get to brag on somebody other than ourselves. Exactly. You ready to talk your shit? I, I think I'm ready to talk my shit. All right, now you ready? Yes. We're going right into it. All right, let's Toddy, talk your shit. Well, I want to talk my shit about this business. I have been dealing with this business for over 15 plus years. The name of the company is Wise Choice Hair Salon. It's actually a hair studio down in Miami Gardens. Now, these women are the bomb.com. I have been going to Cheryl. Honey, Cheryl has been getting me together for Uh years, honey. Anytime y'all saw me with a laid shortcut, it was Cheryl that put her magic to my head. And I only went to her maybe twice a year. Always got really great cuts and really good treatments, but I've been going there for over 15 years. So they specialize in bonding, sew-ins, fusions, uh, natural hair, coloring, treatments you name it they have so many things that they do under their umbrella so i want to big them up they're located at 4888 northwest 183rd street in miami gardens florida and their um, phone number is 305-654-0102 all right so i just wanted to say hey i've been rocking with y'all since 27th avenue and 183rd street or whatever so i just wanted to big y'all up wise choice salon Yo, yo, Cheryl, mm-hmm. Iman, all of y'all down there, big up. Sound like you was about to say Shanaynay in there, girl. Go ahead and just throw that in there for her. But, hey, much love. Look, I, I, evidently, I can't relate to anything. I don't need no lace fronts, and I don't need nothing laid down on me, you know. But, you know, big up to my sisters. I'm sure they be wanting to make sure that they do is done right. And you need right. some good, qualified people who going to put some time and love into your head. Right. So, it, yeah. <laughs> you are like a damn fool? <laughs> What that raccoon on the top of your head? <laughs> you gonna want your damn money back, but they they got you, they got you. Y'all make sure y'all go follow the business. Y'all 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 let them know that no titles necessary podcast sent you by. Show some love over there to them. All right. All right now, Black Jesus, aka D. I, I want you to talk some shit. I'm ready to talk my shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna talk today about lovely creations designed by Cassandra. Everyone has dreams of their wedding, events in the beginning stages, but when the time comes to plan it, stress starts knocking at the door. 
And this is where lovely creation design come in. Lovely creation design will coordinate your time schedule down to the minute. Budget consultation and <laughs> personal accounting for your event. Coordinate and consult with vendors. Coordinate and facilitate on the date of the event. What type of event? I'm glad you asked. Weddings, banquets, baby showers, client appreciation, birthday, retirement, and even corporate holiday events with services from full planning services, partial planning services, day of coordination, and even design and decor. And as the owner Cassandra Harris says, don't get overwhelmed trying to figure out every detail by yourself. Let Lovely Creations Design make your day easy, stress-free, and unforgettable. You can find Lovely Creations Design on Facebook at Lovely Creations Design by Cassandra. You can also find them on Instagram at Lovely Creations Design. That's one word. And their number is 281-891-5214. Again, 281-891-5214. And that's Talk Your Shit. Talk Your Shit. Now, now you know, I appreciate people like Miss Cassandra because... I personally go to the parties and shut them down. <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> but she makes the experience worthwhile. Like, yeah. it's people like me that don't throw parties and plan parties, but we just love to have parties. And she will be the perfect, perfect necessity to your great party. She is so thoughtful in everything that she does. I, I, I totally back this company up. So, yeah, y'all y'all go ahead and support Miss Beautiful Creation. You already know. We know by experience and we won't co-sign nothing that we don't believe in. Exactly. All right. So y'all ready to get into this? I think they're ready to get into it. I'm ready. All right. Now it's about that time now. Yeah, it's about that it's time. It's about that time. Talk about them eight pieces. It's about that time. It's about that time. It's about that. 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 All right, y'all. We ready to get up in this right now. We up in here. We at the main topic. Topic. <laughs> Eight pieces. What's wrong with your damn tongue? I don't know. It's heavy today. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell. Heavy, heavy. That heavy tongue. Heavy on me. Got that heavy tongue. Eric over there talking about pull it back. Pull it back. <laughs> Bring it back, y'all. Bring it back. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're about to get into this. I know y'all been waiting on it. we actually excited about today's topic. Today's topic, eight pieces all right so we're gonna go ahead and get into this so to introduce this Tadra, uh, hot toddy hot toddy is going to go ahead and tell the story of eight pieces once upon a time there were two negroes sitting in the basement discussing life as it is <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Listen, okay, okay, okay. one thing we want to make sure we put out there, like, listen, that although this this story came from nowhere, we do believe in purpose. Purpose, yes. So we believe that this is on time. It's on time. Like, I know in the introduction, we were just pretty much talking about um, eight pieces and we started to talk about it, but we started, you know, pretty much letting you guys know how we met. I know I touched on the conversation happening by mistake but it was actually by mistake on purpose because uh you're right because i think everything has a purpose and i think this is what charges people to kind of look at their third eye approach in a lot of in a lot of ways but it, it happened so funny so one day we were just sitting and we were talking and discussing the show and i have this thing where i eat like an orange every day or every other day i eat an orange she has a refrigerator in her purse <laughs> but go ahead shut up 
But I bet when y'all hungry, y'all know where to come. That's neither here or there. <laughs> So I had an orange and it wasn't cut. So um, I was like, can you peel the orange for me, D? And he was like, I ain't got no nails. I asked Erica. She was like, I ain't got no nails. I was like, all right, me neither. So let me just puncture it. So I was going to use the key to do it. He was like, no, don't do that. So I was like, all right, you're going in the house. Do you me a favor. germs on that key? Well, I mean. That's so nasty. You I was, was about to cut an orange with a key. I wasn't going to cut the damn orange with a key. I was puncturing the skin. And then the skin wasn't going to touch the meat. So when you puncture the skin... You don't get no... First of all, uh, didn't we just talk about who gives a fuck in judgment last segment? Don't be judging me. Don't be judging me. I'm okay. trying to save you. I was going to puncture the navel. The navel of the orange. The navel. The navel is an extra orange on the na- on the orange. Hit it till you go to the navel. Go. Right. I'm, go ahead. Go. go. The- all right. So anyway, so I'm sitting there. <laughs> Been to the boardroom, y'all. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> That was so nasty. Let go. Anyway, <laughs> so I asked him to take the orange in the house. <laughs> she asked me to cut the orange. She and can't I get said, through the story, so she no, had this I'm, orange. Let me, I was laughing. I was still thinking about hitting the navel. Right, I'm sorry. Go. So I was saying to myself, okay, D, take the orange inside, cut it for me in eight pieces. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, went in the house. And he came back with the orange cut in eight pieces. But when I looked at the orange, he had it wrapped up in a napkin. When I opened the napkin, I'm like, in my first mind, I said, this ain't no damn eight pieces. But then I didn't say it out loud. So I counted them, and it was eight pieces. And then I realized I looked at it that way because it's not the way I'm used to seeing them because I'm used to doing it the same way or I'm used to having it a certain way. Mm. And it was still eight pieces either way. Eight pieces. Eight pieces. So then I started saying, I said, you know, this is kind of like something that happens in everyday, everyday life. We have moments where we're not specific about what it is we want, but it's still given to you the way you ask for it. It just doesn't look the way you you are used to having it. Right, like being thankful and ungrateful at the same time. Yeah, right. It felt really weird. Thank it you felt, for doing this, but, but damn, this damn, is the way, this way I, I wanted it. it. And I think that's what happens in a lot of relationships, whether it's work relationships or marital relationships or just relationships in general. Somebody go out of their way to please you and give you what you want, but because it doesn't look like what you're used to, now it becomes a critical point in your relationship or that moment. And it it really, not only did it chin check me in a way, it kind of was like, I didn't even say nothing, but I was thinking it. But I caught it too. But And you caught Mm -hmm. the look on my face because I was like, this is some weird shit. And then I told him, I said, you just gave me eight pieces. I said, but this is not how I'm used to having it. And this is why it's so important. And I said, no, and I said, I said, it's eight pieces. She's like, but it don't look like how I'm used to having. I said, well, you didn't give me specific details and how you wanted it done. Right. And see, and at that point, who who's picky about who's going to cut an orange? You just naturally assume. He know what to do, and he going to cut it in eight pieces. And that's what I think women do. And men do it. They just automatically assume you know what to do because you're a woman or you know what to do because you're a man. And the specifics should be known and not told. Okay. In that aspect, I see what you're saying because you went straight there with the man and woman. You went straight there well, to the I relationship. But look at the, look at the core of the story, what you said, right? It's like trying to break it down. You said two things out of that. It's what you desire and it's a person's level of understanding, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what a person desires first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, 
okay. getting what you want, right? In the way that you want it. It started from food. It, to be. it started from food. Mm-hmm. That's kind of understandable. If I want my food a certain way, if I want it well done, don't bring me nothing medium rare, even mm-hmm. although I don't eat meat. Um, but if if I want um, baked beans, don't bring me poking beans. Right. Like in in that part with the food, I get what you're saying because you kind of alluded on it last episode as well when you started talking about yo don't get in a a restaurant business if you're not doing the hosting and the the, the the serving and like right. being about if your you business with it. it. Right. Right. I get that. So and and even what you desire, like if you pay for your food at a restaurant and you want it a certain way, they have to give it to you the way you desire because it's what you want. But let's take that same energy mm-hmm. with what you desire, right? And apply it to other areas, right? Like, like which one would you want to touch on first? Let's go there. Since you went there, let's talk about relationships. Okay. Well, I, I do believe in a lot of relationships, people say, I want I want um, better sex. I want um, better head. I want better whatever. Um, your stroke game needs to change or whatever. Okay. I It is a level of teaching and under teaching that person to give you what you want and you have to be specific i am even guilty of that i have been guilty of saying well i want something and not have been specific about it and then when i got it i can't be really mad that i got it the way i did because i wasn't as specific as i should have been that's kind of like the uh (laughs) baby you want something to eat yeah yeah yeah, i want something to eat all right what you want to eat i don't know Right, it's it's like, but then when you bring home a burger, I ain't want no burger. You get what I'm saying? I had to move for some fish. Why Why you ain't say say that? Fish, exactly. And it goes back to being specific about what you want. If you say, baby, you know, um, when you go down there and you you go down there to pleasure me, baby, I don't like it when you when you bite, but just kind of nibble a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's more directional, and <laughs> it's it's pretty much telling you what it is they want as much. Now, in my in my defense, when I handed you the orange, I did think I was specific enough by saying eight pieces. Right. That's why it was so funny to me when the orange came back the way it did because it wasn't specific enough. And then to not make the situation so daunting, excuse me, on you, like in relationships, you don't want to put a high pressure moment on something so small. Like, you know, like men and women order different too. like if I say, baby, give me a burger. I want it a Whopper with cheese, cut in half, cut it. Right. You looking at me like this shit again. Just get the damn damn burger and you cut it your damn self. But. Because I know I eat my food in portions, I would do it like so. It's kind of like that. So it's like okay, I don't want to be nitpicky on him because it's not fair to him. But then when you get it back the way that you got it, you're not as happy as you would have been if you didn't do that. You see what I'm saying? Right. So okay. You know? Here's the thing with relationships. Okay. Like, and when you're talking about telling somebody what pleases you, right? Let's right. let's stay on there. Okay. Whether it be. You like a missionary, you like it from the back, you like cowboy ride, and I know right. I'm just throwing out all type of different positions right. and stuff like that. But you have what you have, or or rather you like what you like, mm-hmm. right? But that desire, and follow me on this, that desire traces to another experience. Expound. Lame oranges. Terms. Those the way those oranges were sliced. Mm-hmm came from a, a place of remembrance. The right. reason why you want it the way that you want it because 
whether it be the experience when you first got it cut like that, the person who cut it like that for you. So you have certain things like that. So as far as making that, uh, I think it's preference. Right. But here's what I'm saying, though, Mm -hmm. like in sex in a relationship, Mm -hmm. you want stuff a certain way. So you may want. (laughs) 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 So you may. Okay. So wait, no, wait, let me finish. No, no. Oh, hell no. Ain't no choke zone over here. But okay, no, listen. But right. So you want it from the back. Right. Right. Your memory of that back of them back shots come from another experience from somebody who broke your spine touch on that like okay. even in that regard i'm gonna touch on that because i do i do know people are guilty of that their last experience or past experience was their best experience or their worst depending on you know where they've been right and this person made them feel good and wonderful and great they can actually say to themselves all right i'm looking forward to this magnetic experience mm-hmm. Once they get that experience and they're like, what the fuck is he doing back there? And why the hell it feel like he digging for gold? And that's fine. But that's what happens. You have expectations for it to feel a certain kind of way. Because it's traced from a certain place, though. Right. But that's where you have to stop. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. And say, you know what? This ain't so-and-so. This is a new person. And I just need to teach him how to love me. That's the problem I think a lot of people do. They got these one hit of quitters. Like they like, I oh, mean, I ain't giving that nigga another chance. He fucking girl, he can I fuck. But men and women are under a lot of pressure. Their first time is a lot. Overly excited. Uh, overly excited. Uh, like oh, yeah. they got these expectations. And oh, oh my God, yeah. if they were shit talking, it's even more expectations. Yeah. Cause shit talking gets you in trouble if you ain't backing the shit up, right? So now you like, oh girl, he finna rock my motherfucking yeah, world. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. You really oh, you had to kiss me on my whole face. You know, so it's like th- those things turn into a whole nother situation. And I do think you have to give somebody a, a chance to get to know your body. You okay. know? And and I and a lot of people don't give you that chance. So I think with that being said, with what you're saying, I think you have to teach them what you want, especially if it's a new person who's never experienced, to let them understand and know your body and and be patient in that process. And even being honest in why you desired it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like, 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 let's be honest. Like, How do you be honest, though, to somebody right. That's what we talked about, earlier. about what you like from someone else? But everybody has a past. So, like, because you got to kind of know a sexual experience happens prior to you yeah yeah I, 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 that, that better be in the preliminary uh conversation exactly, like, exactly. you have to know she's if she's not a virgin then she has experienced something else before get tested you know so you so it, it's like how do you do that and then not turn awkward like oh she went not necessarily saying Ow. that a person think no no i i, I okay so yeah it's, help it, me understand it it's it's not that the other person is thinking about that like that it's it's getting so why do i desire this and and what you touched on with the expectation, I can't expect them to hit the ceiling mm-hmm. if they don't know what euphoria feeling I'm having exactly. with this particular exactly. thing that I'm asking them to do. So I think we have to do a lot of self-assessing and, I, and also when it comes to really have to disconnect from past relationships to be able to make and give the present relationship a chance. Because you don't give it a chance when you're bringing in things from the past. That's true, but, I, I, but, but on some level... It's hard to shake the past with someone new. Oh, like no, I'm, I'm, no. Meaning, let me explain. Let me. Saying is, if I've been with someone for ten years, and 
and I'm all of a sudden meeting this dude for the first two months. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can't shake that old dude off in two months. It's not or three thing. months. Right. You get what I'm saying? But, okay. This but is... the experiences that I hold him to, I can't hold him to the same thing that I held my last two because you that you have to take the time to actually get over right. that. And what most people do is they rush into and another relationship, but they're still they're still connected to the past relationship right. and you never get a present and relationship a chance. Yeah. Like it's that person could be everything that you want, but you never really gave it a chance because you never really set a level playing field because you're so busy looking at what you used to have right. and what that was. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why, you know, I encourage people to just meet someone, get to know someone and get to know them for what it is. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. There are some men who didn't do it like my ex did. But some of the stuff that they're doing that he, you know, a new guy can do now, I may like now that I didn't even yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah, like, like I, I literally, mm -hmm. for a long time, I didn't like the book. Oh, I didn't because the first dude was like about to kill my ass, put all his weight on me. And it was like, what? Wait, I can't breathe. Negro, can we balance out some of this weight? It was weight, but not stroke. What? what? <laughs> I was like, every time. Give me happened. my pump. <laughs> He ain't got no pump, so get me my pump. <laughs> you know, right. Right, that part. So it was like I had to get to that point where I was like, all right, okay, back up a little bit. I had to teach the next guy because, you know, I've had bad experiences with this position. So it, it got to but what if I'm, it was going in that I'm same saying, direction. I think what I'm saying is once you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship, you kind of got to compromise and kind of build as you go with certain things yeah and communicate but what i'm dealing with is the before you get into that relationship yes. you want you want them to be an entrepreneur you want them to be somebody with a secure job nine to five whatever it is that you desire you know that but you still got to be able to heal from the past relationship yeah i mean but but if there had to be a core thing like let, a core let, three let things let me be honest say. with you right and here's the crazy thing because when women say that men can't handle the ish that they dish out. I'm giving you something from high school. This is years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So I was talking to a girl, mm -hmm. but a best friend wanted to holler, right? So I was talking to the girl, still talking to her, and I end up getting with the best friend on the slide. Right. Right? So nobody never really found out nothing until later on, you know, with that girl ended, she was she started talking to another dude. I couldn't handle what I was dishing out. And then moving forward, it made me a little insecure about women in itself. But if I look at that isolated situation and able to assess myself, I'm able to be like, bro. But when it happened to you. I couldn't handle it. Right. So it was it was a true, bro, get it together. Like. <laughs> why you mad? Why, like, you, you, you mad for what? So, it, it, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's crazy. Somebody will always be able to heal themselves. Um, there is, I do believe, a core of like healing things that you have to do for yourself. Like, well, no, it's just a process period. Like, you go through the angry stage, you go through the sad stage, you yeah. go through the depressed stage. Like, yeah. you go through the stages through the of it. So that it's like, yo, don't set a time on it. You okay, so I guess the question it. is, I'm do still you talking about if getting you, what you want? Though. Right, getting what That's you the want. End goal. That's the end goal of getting okay. what you want. Right. right. If you meet someone in the process, if you meet someone in the healing process, right. What do you do with that person? If if you're, if you know, or you meet someone who's really a good 
good contender right. in that game of and that's love. What you want. That's and what that's you what you look like you okay. love and desire. What do you do in your healing process? Does your healing process stop? Because I've seen people stop the healing process and they're still Just broken. And they jump into that relationship, but they jump in there broken. Right. So how do you keep that feel and still create healing for yourself? Because you know you have a, a, a ending goal for your healing process. Th- this is the thing with that. I don't think it's fair to the other person if you're not real during your process. But if you, as you always state out, communicate. (laughs) Trying to throw that out. So it's like uh, communicate. And I see a lot of potential of us and what we can do. But right now, can we just kind of just be friends? Like, Mm -hmm. can you be patient with me while I go through this? Right, look, we ain't getting all them benefits now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you've been on this healing process. You've been depriving yourself of probably any sexual affection or attention and just maybe, you know, pleasuring yourself maybe. But then that gets tired after a while. So now I'm in, I'm on this healing journey. I meet someone who is attractive. Long term. Long term is is it? Is but what's long term? The, the healing process the or the relationship? The, the possible and potential relationship. You're thinking about the long term. If you're just thinking about a splack of belly, if you're just thinking about a one night stand, if you're just thinking about getting your rocks off at that moment, that's a totally different thing. That's your decision going into that. If emotions get tied into it, that's a whole other thing that'll hurt your healing process. But exactly. as far as starting with a potential, right? Like, no, no benefits. It was just a question. Yeah, that answer. Uh, it was just a question because I think that's what happens. People is on this pro- this this promised land of healing. Man, we just so hot in the pants, and we can't keep a pants on no. long enough to heal in our heart. And I and that I'm agreeing with you wholeheartedly. I'm just telling you what happens. You go through this process, and then you say to yourself, "Oh." Okay, was that enough healing, God? Or is this a gift from no. you? Let me tell you what Do I just stop and uh, heal uh, uh. with this person? Because he a little broken too. You, I've Ooh, seen. So two broken Entangled. pieces don't make holes. Entanglement. Entanglement. But we ain't gonna go there. But listen to what you just said and how deadly that was. You're it just was talking about deadly, like, right. Uh, a lot of people in now society is now doing. I've Relapse. heard the stories. No. I've heard the stories. It's not good for your well-being. It's It's not not good for your mental health. Continue on that journey. And just connecting with people on a... a, Like, people have to realize that sex is not just a a pleasurable act. It's a spiritual act. Like, you're transferring energy. Yes. And transferred energy is the worst energy to get rid of if it's not good energy and it's not yours. It's foreign to your body. Your body doesn't know how to... Deal with that energy because it's not yours. Correct. All right. So when it comes to what we want, right, as far as the orange, right, what we desire, because we're just talking about this first part right here. Right. So here are a couple of things, right, four things specifically that I think are a big challenge in getting what you desire or when people um, are in pursuit of these four things Mm -hmm. that it it becomes a big hurdle. All right. So you ready? Yeah. All right. And And we both chime in on it. Happiness. Mm-hmm. Want the, the type of happiness that you want. Why is it so hard to get the happiness that we want or that we desire in life? 
Okay, when you say, why is it so hard for us to get what we want? Yeah, if we was happy, we wouldn't be complaining, uh, spilling all our tea on social media. Like, it's it's so much. Like, so the happiness that you want, like, why is it so hard to get that happiness? Because you haven't found it in yourself yet. Exactly. You have to find happiness in yourself first mm -hmm. to acknowledge what it looks like, to acknowledge when it's faltering, and be able to grab it and keep it in a place of security. So I think once you've learned what happiness looks like, inner happiness, right? No, and there's nothing nobody else can really tell you. Right. And I was hoping you just kind of stayed there when you kind of, when you kind of took it external for a second. Okay. Like, where did you want me to stay? I, I don't want you to stay. No, I want you to go wherever you desire. Okay. <laughs> you have <laughs> permission you have. over your body. No, of no course, no of course. Oh. <laughs> but you, you, you wanted no. to make a point on something I said. So, so what is that? Place where Your I'm happiness going. needs to come from inside first. Like okay. there can be no thing that gives us this happiness, and I think that's the the fake reality that we see going on now. That we believe that these tangible things will fill that void for something internally that we haven't dealt with, mm -hmm. and so we keep thinking that substance outside of us is going to give us happiness. That's why I think most people would never see happiness because they're looking for it outside of themselves. Yeah. And and I, I could just say this as a human. I've been there. Um, we all have. We all, I could say we all have in one way, shape, or form in our life, we've been there. Where we just weren't sure or, you know, some outside entity came in and kind of shook us. Right. Um, but when you find inner peace, it's it's something so special in that that you have to hold on to that and know when it's being attacked. You have to know when uh, something that's not of God or of of the right energy is in your space. So it also goes to protecting that 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 happiness too. Okay, on that. All right. So the next thing said four things. That's that's one out of four. The second thing, money. Woo. Uh. Money, 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 money. Money. Hey, hit that high. Okay, Soprano. Hey, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying okay. to win. <laughs> you did that. So how you feel about that? Money. The, the money you desire. We got big figures in mind. Six, eight figures. Mm, you know, Six to eight figures. I don't want to sound basic. Ooh. But, you know, I, I'm a little, you know, you know, it depends on the journey where you are and like right now you're asking me this question in a in a part of my journey where it's still what you desire though right it, it's a desire it is a desire but what it looks like in numbers is not what i have established yet i don't have a cap on what what that looks like you know what i'm saying it's unlimited in my mind so to say five six figures i feel like i'm limiting myself to five six figures right. so i've never put a cap on my number yet that's what i mean i haven't put a cap on my number yet i just know it's like sky's the limit i know i'm gonna do big and great things and it's gonna be to the highest magnitude of where it's supposed to go but i haven't put a, a number on my success yet or my I like my number no i like that that means your number is steadily growing it's steadily growing fact, with me when you find exactly when you right. find you're worth you'll find that price that price <laughs> that, and that you have to start at that don't mean it's going to end there you just exactly, start exactly exactly right. and it doesn't take worth when 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 it's unlimited it just kind of adds value right and the way i look at money it, it is kind of funny because i believe that favor and relationships will get you where money can't get you right, right? Mm -hmm. so some people you, so you, you can, can have a million rich. dollars right you can have a million dollars mm -hmm. Or a multi-millionaire. Mm -hmm. 
and you want to go to this dope concert. You got the money to pay for the ticket, but you just didn't get it in time to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But you got a relationship with that artist. Oh, yeah. And next thing he tell you, yeah. ticket? What do you mean? Meet me behind here and come over here. What do you mean? You coming backstage with me. So now you see favor and relationships. So like even to take it on the high level, um, just to just to put numbers in perspective, not just spiritual, but even politics. So the president doesn't make that much money. Right. People don't understand that. The president, like, although you occupy probably one of the strongest positions in the right, like you don't make that much money. But here's the thing with the president. You can go to any restaurant. A uh, business business establishment, mm-hmm. and guess what? They're going to open the, the door for you. There, there is nothing you're gonna have to pay for. There's no admission. You never have to worry about nothing. So in that aspect, I like to paint the picture. But that's not just cele- like that. That's a, you know, you got so many celebrities that are rich. Why just celebrity? Like that's what I'm saying. Like we trying to box it in on celebrity, but it also I'm goes back to, to relationships. I'm not trying to box because you can be a multi million a box office celebrity but if your attitude and the way you treat people like something people ain't gonna want you around that's why i said i'm not trying to box it but when you start talking about the president and you start talking about things that yeah, give for free and, and and hold on let, let me let me put this this disclaimer out there i was not talking about agent orange oh well okay. we know we ain't talking about home depot okay i'm just letting it uh, listen i'm no. just letting it know let it let us two pay fly to the side this is a, a different bit, kind of eight pieces y'all this is a different urn like we don't play that around here he orange. We talking about orange. orange. <laughs> no, Period. no, no, no. We we were just talking about status quo mm-hmm. uh, in a way, kind of like the status of a person. But here's the thing with but, that. Hold up. Okay. Because you're talking about status. Well, the start- public status does not always mean power or reflect power. We got to remember the, the most powerful and influent- influential people are people who are behind the scenes and never want to be seen. Right. But when I'm on, I'm still on the president. No, I'm I'm only get because on only because this is what I'm trying to say. That's how the rich are stay rich. Like when you hear all these stories about the president or certain celebrities, they walk into a building or a business, and that business says, um, "All right, you ain't even got to buy these Balenciagas. They're yours. Just wear them on the red carpet." It's a barter system, just on a higher level. So it. What you're getting is so totally different than what you would get on a normal basis. But if you think right. about it, if your spirituality, not spirituality, you know how just some people no, just... No, your presence, how you your carry presence, yourself, your energy, how you treat people. I could have no money and I could still get into that same concert because I'm soul rich and I'm spirit rich. You get what I'm saying? And the way you treat people, you, you treat it's the people. respect that... Exactly. It, what's the quote that you treat the CEO with the same respect or you treat the janitor with the same respect that you treat the CEO? Yes. Like, that's True. just the way you are. That's yeah. the way you built. That's the way your mind works. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what position or title that you hold. Like, I'm going to treat you the same. So, yeah, that's that's. Unfortunately, dope. people don't do that yeah. as much, but. That's cool. We're going to make it the new norm. All, All right. right. So, so, that's two out of four. The third one, peace. The, the peace that you desire. Mm. Oh, the peace that you Ooh. desire. The peace that you desire. Peace be still. The peace, piece of the pie. Can you have the peace of mm. Yeshua in the boat during the storm? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go on now. Tell me about okay. your peace. The peace is protected. You have to protect your peace. 
Um. Okay. You I see have what you're to saying. protect your peace. I see what you're saying. On because that. once you start sharing that peace of mind with somebody else, your mind becomes clouded and diluted. Okay. You have to protect your peace. Yeah. I, yeah. I put another adjective in that, mm-hmm. or another verb in that. Like, I, it, instead of protecting, I think of peace as fighting for. Pursuit of, yeah, it's but like it's both. Pursu- it's both. I, I yeah, yeah. Protect. You have okay. to. I, I say protection because you guard it. Right. And when you guard something, you kind of put a, a a covering over it because it's so reachable. It's precious. It's reachable. It like people can actually access that shit. Like if you're not careful about protecting it, like people can actually roll up on your piece like boo bitch, and you be like, wait, hold on, I'm in my peaceful moment, chill. Um, no, I think, I think when you set a standard of your piece and, and the boundaries, boundaries, um, people going to respect it. And the people that cross that line, they understand when you check them because you have to teach people how to treat you. So like, I agree, but yeah. there will be some moments, some temperamental moments and protect of, of guard in that piece because yeah, some to. people just don't know, you especially if it's a to. new you. If it's a new you or or a transitioned you, people don't always understand transition the way it happens. They look at it as something always on the far end of the spectrum. It's like, no, it's called growth, and it's called me finally protecting what what I feel I need to protect at this moment. Okay. Okay, I can't can't disagree with that in any way. Okay, so we got three out of the four. We got happiness, Mm -hmm. we got money, we got peace, and here's the last one. Balance. Expound. Balance. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, just balance. There's no overweight of any one thing, any one particular thing in your life. So it's not too much work. It's not too much family. Like, it's evenly balanced. Your life just being balanced in itself. You're not being pulled in too many directions. Like, that's a big thing with us because a lot of us have a big problem with saying the two letter word. No. We say yes to everything. We're available to everybody because we we believe that, all right, if if I compromise in this way for them, they're going to look out for me in the end. But then it kind of puts your life in a unbalanced situation that now your whole equi- equilibrium is a little off. So if, if we tell more people no, I, I think we'll be more productive and effective, right? Like, especially if you're talking about if I desire balance in my life, if I desire to not or or to make sure I spend time with my business, spend time with my spouse, spend time with my kids and still be able to do everything I need to do at the end of the day. You got to have everything what we said last episode properly placed. Mm-hmm. So so what what's up with your balance? Well, when it comes to balance, I look at balance I look at balance sort of like um all of those things that make us who we are mm-hmm. in terms of balance. I I look at balance like it's it's more or less all of those things we spoke about. Peace. Mm-hmm. Um happiness. happiness. Money. Money. Uh-huh. Those are the things that balance us, right? So no. yeah we have yeah. yeah we have bills, we have children, we have a home, we have all of that, right? But if our core is not balanced, we can't really achieve anything, right? So we can't balance our budget without 
the right money in place. Now, we can't. I disagree. Well, well, I mean, but th- but you asked me, so I'm right. I'm trying to okay, explain it to you're you. Right. You're right. I'm my trying fault. to explain my it to you in my the, fault. You know, I'm trying to explain it to you in the best way I can, in terms of balance. Balance for uh-huh. me is not always figuring out who to say no to. It's also figuring out what to say yes to. So I I find myself when I say no too much to certain things, I I don't remember what. I, it's like now I have to decide what to say yes to now. So do I just not say yes to anything? Because sometimes our future could be building right around us and we could just see the thing so close to us and we're trying to get to it, but we saying no to every damn thing that that's the one yes we supposed to say yes to. And if it, 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 we miss it, if our balance doesn't come from our happiness, our peace, our money, all of those things are like the roots, Right. And then you have the branches and the leaves. Mm-hmm. The branches and the leaves is the house, the mortgage, the car, the kids, the whatever. But the root of where we start and, and balance is when you see a tree, those leaves and branches are distributedly are distributed evenly for the most part. Not all. Not all, but but for it's the most part to the to the surrounding or the environment. Right. Right. But there will be a cluster of things that may necessarily seem off balance because of the structure that's there or the or wherever it's growing. It finds its own balance. It finds balance. its own balance. See, there's no one set so balance. There's no one set balance. So that's what I'm saying. If your core but the root will still be a root. Here's my thing with that. And you know and why I said I disagree. There are many people we know personally mm-hmm. and many of our viewers and people who listen to this, they know somebody that have given too much time to a certain thing Mm -hmm. and when they were consumed by it and whether it made them transition earlier whether it made them have a breakdown whether it distress brought on a sickness to them physically and it hurt them you find out later on that the thing that you was given all that time to really didn't give a damn about you the way that you cared about it but then that's where it goes back to well you have the four happiness where is love, self-love? You know what I'm saying? It's right. It's like you have to know, you know, you can't look at every homeless person that you feed as a drug, a addict. drug addict or a, yeah, could, I, you get what I'm saying? It's so it's I actually like, met a uh, homeless guy who, who chose to be there. Like he had a wealthy family in Kansas. Um, like that was so weird. Like just sitting there talking to him because it was like I don't want to deal with them. I don't want nothing to be a part of them. I don't like the way that they move. You know, I love the people that I love, and yeah. you know, just me reading between the lines, it's kind of like oh, his family probably was racist and and they didn't agree with the yeah, way he thought about yeah, things, right? Yeah. But he was willing to sleep under a bridge and 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 all these remote places rather than call them and be straight. Period. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, it take a type of conviction to be able to stand your guns like that to be like, yo, yeah. I'm at peace. Yeah. I'm at and, peace. And like, uh, it's it's amazing. Like, there you remember that song by India Ari? It doesn't cost a thing to, to smile. Mm. It doesn't hurt to laugh. You know, she visited a, co- a country some years ago. I can't remember a country. And I think even in the video, I, it's so vague because it was over 10 plus years ago. But I remember the story of a blind boy, you know, he looked at life like he had been looking at it through his eye, through eyes forever. Mm-hmm. But because he started paying attention to the stories and touch and feel, 
he did his vision is what you know it manifested based on what he's heard felt and he was able, he was he able, was to, able create to create his own his perception, own perception of what happiness was. Which goes to your eight pieces. Right. The perception. I get the eight pieces, the but it's, it's the perception, perception of it. And that's what I do believe. Everybody has their own percep- perception of what life is supposed to look like, what their life is supposed to look like, Perfect. and what life is. I, so listen, it's, I, it feels kind of like there's no right or wrong. Oh my goodness! You know, and I think no, that's where we said that's what we had with eight pieces. That's why it was so like, oh. it, the, the 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 thing with eight pieces, the thing with uh, finding your place in, in in whether it be career, whether it be politics, whether it be family, whether it be love, whether mm-hmm. it be purpose. I believe it all boils down to two things. I'm always going to two things, huh? Thanks. I got these four, two four. things. Two to four. Two, two to four? Uh-huh. All right, two to four. I stay on them even numbers, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Two things. Identity mm-hmm. and beliefs. Oh, yeah. Those Identity and beliefs. Those are big. And those are the most judged mm-hmm. parts of a person that we do. The, yeah. Your identity. What do you identify with? What do you identify African-American, with? African-American, black American. Or from the islands, like whatever it is, it's like, yo, we, we always have something to say about what we classify with. And we have to remember that every, the, the, I believe the creator gave all us identity to be able to identify. Right. For your individual experience. experience. And, and based on what I am and who I am and what I look like has created those experiences in my life that makes me different than you. And it's just, it just adding. So, it's like a coloring book. Those experience add the color to your page. Mm-hmm. And I may put purple somewhere where you may right. put red. Right. And or my green might the, be your blue. Right. And that's just but the way we see it. But it's still going to come out a beautiful masterpiece. Right. And, and perception. And, I, and that's what happened with the orange, y'all. The perception. Or understanding. Was, or understanding. understanding. Uh, okay. Well, we could say understanding of what I asked for. No. It's, uh, it, no it, it's or, a, it, and what it's you gave me. Belief. Or, or intent. Uh uh energy and action that says how do you want these eight pieces to be right or or, or and, and if think when about you say that it like that level. that sounds a little creepy but go it ahead <laughs> <laughs> how do you want these eight pieces how do you want these eight pieces <laughs> <laughs> listen hey we appreciate y'all hey we hope y'all enjoyed this topic today. We could have yes, kept going we on, but listen, and it, we it, might have a part two. Just we so might you know. like on some real ish, but we hope y'all enjoyed this. We gonna go ahead and get into memoirs of a mama. right now we're at the portion of this show where we talk about memoirs of a mama now this is the moment where mothers get to vent about all of the things a mother has to go through being a mother or a mother figure to someone and how stressful our lives are dealing with children in everyday life so my story today on memoirs of a mama is about my daughter now me and my oldest daughter we're at odds right now for the past week we haven't really spoken outside of just a few hellos hi and bye's right now it all started because i implemented a new rule in the house now after 21 years old a child is considered an adult so they have adult responsibilities 
So I gave a new rule into the home. This rule was in place last year. She moved out. She came back. Same rule applies now. Me and her really don't see eye to eye now because now her life has changed a little bit. And I told her she's going to have to start pulling some weight, paying some rent. I think all parents can agree with me on this or not. But as an adult, you never learn true responsibilities. It usually starts at home. So I implemented this rule to my daughter. She didn't agree because now she has a life. Y'all, she said it. She said, I can't pay rent because I have a life now. Uh, hello. I ain't got, I ain't had no life for a long time. So guess what? Tough. You're 22 years old. You got to figure it out. I just wanted to say, y'all, don't think when your child get over 21, they're going to change. You are still going to be taking care of that child forever. <laughs> That's memoirs of a mama, y'all. Now, this is the segment where I get to share my experiences on what it means to be a black father. So I welcome you to another edition of Diary of a Dad. We are all familiar with the term girl dad. It's been popularized since about January in the late death of Kobe and Gianna Bryant and all the seven other people who died in the helicopter crash, who we do send peace and positivity and love to all of their families. But in this time, the hashtag girl dad became very prevalent throughout social media. But this isn't the first time we heard that the girl is the apple of her daddy's eye. Being a father of a girl, I know from experience firsthand, having a son is one thing, but when you have that daughter, it'll change your life forever. So today I want to talk specifically to all girl dads. And I want to say two simple things. Our girls, our princesses, will grow up and date a guy who's up to your standards or grow up and date a guy who's just like you. Let that sink in. And why I said those two things is this very reason. You play a key role in helping to shape that little girl's mind and how she sees a man. And not only is it important in how you treat that little girl, but it's also important in how you treat the women who's in that little girl's life. So I want to talk to all girl dads today, and I just want to challenge us to do better, not just to our little girls, but to the women who they look at as role models. If you don't want nobody to tell your girl to shut up, you might want to be careful in telling that woman to shut up. If you don't want nobody to take away your power and the voice of your daughter, you might want to be more empowering to the women around you right now. It may don't look like it, but the decisions you make now will either bring forth rewards or consequences in the future. Choose wisely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is our segment called Mind Food. This is our call to action where we get to not only just talk about topics, because you know we can do that all day long. But what we don't want to do is talk to you without some type of solutions you can actually apply in your real life. Y'all know how we do. So, Toddy, go ahead and give these people some Mind Food. All right, now I'm going to give y'all a little mind food on this eight pieces. I know it's a lot to wrap your head around, but I think y'all got it after today's segment. So perception and understanding is the key 
to anything that we do. This is how we can connect to society, to today's society, in a way that has been altered in so many ways. And we have to learn to be specific. Being specific is a true game changer in so many ways. So today I encourage you to learn to communicate and verbalize what you really, really want. Teach that person how to truly love on you the way you want to be loved. And most importantly, love yourself first. Because without loving yourself, you have no room for anyone else. Mm. We can agree. We can disagree. We may see things from a different point of view. But that's the beauty of life. The perception is a matter of how you understand life. So whatever you identify with, whatever you choose to believe in for the betterment of your experience in life is your choice. Even with hurdles, potholes, closed doors, and sad to say, sometimes there's other people that will try to keep us from our pursuit of happiness. In the words of the rapper Big Sean on the song No Favors, everything is a blessing depending on the angle. And the angle is how you see things. The understanding you gain with each step in the journey. And as we all know from the popular quote, a thousand mile journey starts with one step. So no matter how you feel, keep taking those steps. No matter if you don't understand or totally understand what's going on in that time or during that season, keep taking those steps. Mm. Amen, amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look, we, we we are so elated and ecstatic to have y'all join us for episode two. We don't want to forget to give you all our social media handles. Go over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us on No Titles Necessary. And go on Twitter at No Titles Podcast. Now, if you have any questions via email, you can email us at No Titles Necessary Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and we look forward to to next show next time see y'all later bye-bye yo woke up feeling good feeling better thank god for this weather what you want to do today yo whatever whatever i'll be talking to myself because i know i get her yo she dope and i love her you would too if you met her you'd be stupid to let her slip out of your vision she be on the next flight for you see that she missing and i know you don't get it i just need you to listen yo never let a nigga mess with your intuition